0: Hi, I'm Dr. Kirsten Lauritsen. I'm a personal functional medicine practitioner for high performers and professional athletes. And I've worked with athletes in many different sports from the U.S. sailing team to endurance sports and triathlon, CrossFit and professional tennis players across the board in any sport. Maintaining a foundation of a healthy body and mind is crucial for long-term success. This is the podcast that will show you how to apply the principles of a healthy body and mindset to achieve high performance all from the inside out. This is the Fit and Healthy Athlete Podcast. everybody, welcome back to the Fit and Healthy Athlete Podcast and YouTube show. I'm your host, Dr. Kirsten Lauritsen, and today I'm going to teach you how to prevent bonking and how to optimize your sports nutrition for performance. So if you're a fit and fatigued athlete like I used to be, or like so many of my clients used to be, you potentially maybe likely are training a lot and doing everything that you can I know I was and I tried a lot of different types of of training for especially for like Ironmans and endurance sports I also uh, tried a lot of different diets and programs and I also did a lot of research and listened to a lot of different podcasts and asked all sorts of different people what they did And uh, maybe you, like me, got to the point where you felt a little bit defeated because nothing seemed to be helping and because at this point you didn't really know what to do and it really felt like, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit, like you just couldn't figure out this fourth discipline of nutrition and fueling and hydration. (laughs) So- I know that can be really frustrating, and so we're going to talk a lot about that today and at least just one tip that is the most helpful for my athletes as far as building a foundation, and then what we're going to do is we're going to build this out into a series, so you're going to walk with me through the steps of fueling and hydration and at least giving you those basics so that you can get started off on the right foot and be able to create a fueling and hydration routine that's very, very specific and dialed in for you so that you can be confident and avoid a lot of the common mistakes that I and many athletes make. So let's get you to those results faster and help you not have to deal with a lot of those bumps in the road, the difficult way of doing things that many people, like have done. So today I'm going to cover that number one tip that I teach all of my athletes when it comes to building fueling plans and that are very specific to not just your physiology, but also your sport. So when I was starting out and especially into Ironmans, a lot of this that we're going to talk about today really applies to your triathletes, endurance athletes, uh, triathletes being ironman athletes um but of any different if you're sprint if you're a sprinter or if you are a, a long distance rear very long distance uh, triathlete um some of your other sports this doesn't apply as well so th- you, this could come and go depending on what your sport looks like but specific but definitely for my endurance world athletes this is going to be the series for you And you're also usually the types of athlete that really struggles with bonking and cramping uh, just because these endurance sports are so big and stressful and also require really understanding why we need to fuel properly and why we need to hydrate properly and what your body actually needs in order to be able to function well. So when I was starting out back in 2019, um, I had completed my degrees and I had a lot of the information, but I was starting to apply a lot of what I learned and I had no idea what I was doing. It's definitely different. You can know a lot of these things, but applying them to yourself and then also helping athletes as well. There's a whole learning curve that really comes with that. So what I realized is, and what I did too, is I went to you know, I you know I read all the textbooks and all of that but then I went to YouTube and I started watching videos of like what should I do how much should I be consuming what does this all look like and I basically created a small little plan for myself and then since then I have built it out because what did I experience I experienced GI distress because of gels <laughs> and I learned a lot of things the hard way like I didn't really know how to manage my output for the heat and I didn't really know how to hydrate properly and so as I've gone throughout the years of training and learning more and starting to really build out these plans not just for myself but for other people there's a lot of things I've learned along the way and I've built a very specific system that helps you to be able to put together all of these pieces that are built on you not on a uh, research article that was done on a, maybe a 20 year old male, um, or, and, and maybe like looks a specific way, these the, well, the way that I've created, what I do is I really want to make sure that it's very specific to you, what your specific needs are, what your sport is. And, you know, if there's anything else that we need to be considering, there's, there's a lot of different aspects that go into that. And that, that kind of leads me into this next piece is that a lot of common mistakes that athletes tend to make is number one, they can think that they don't need to really be fueling at all. And maybe they just need to be drinking some water or Gatorade along the course, and they'll pick up some food along the way, maybe some bananas or whatever, you know, Uh, or maybe they'll pick up a couple of gels here and there, and they don't really know how much they should be getting in. And that's really what we're going to be talking about today. And then we'll build from there. Another common mistakes that athletes tend to make is that they think that they can fuel with any type of product, regardless of whether they get GI distress or not. In a future episode, we're going to talk about GI symptoms, so what's going on in the gut and the intestines, and if you get cramping or bloating or anything like that, or if you don't, if you consider yourself someone who has an iron gut and you can pretty much take in whatever, we're going to talk about some of the the... Misconceptions with that and helps to get you fueling well so that you can really optimize that, not just your gut functioning well, but also your hydration and performance and energy and all those things. Another couple of mistakes that athletes can tend to make is only thinking that sugar carbs are their best fueling source. So gels and high carb fuels like hydration drinks, and then they completely miss the opportunity sometimes that whole food has and. I also tend to find that some athletes really float really well between the two, a mix between the two. Also, another, another mistake that athletes can tend to make is that they really don't understand the basics of hydration. So they'll be just drinking all water throughout the day and flushing all their electrolytes out. Or they'll be drinking sports hydration drinks outside of training. So they don't really get what that is doing to their hydration and to the retention of water. And then on top of that, a lot of athletes will have issues with dehydration because of the types of sports fueling products, the nutrition products that they're consuming. So we're going to break this whole series into those breaking down those common mistakes that athletes make and then what you can do to overcome them. And we'll talk a little bit more about ways you can really dive specifically into this so that you can create a plan. That's, that's really awesome and really, um, something that you can be really confident in because it's very specific to you because you've tested it and you just know (laughs) that it works really well for you. All right. So food gels liquids or a mix what uh, what what really fits there and as i've already mentioned before there's a lot of people who are really on the like whole food side there's a lot of people who are really on the the gels and the liquid side and then there's people like me that kind of float between a mix of them all uh there's There are so many different options out there and ultimately what I've come to find is the reason why there's so many different options out there is because there's so many different people out there and there's so many different people that really thrive with those different types of products and as you'll see too, I think in the research is that it is very varied and very mixed as far as what... What we see. And that can also be dependent on different genders, male versus female athletes. And so, age can also be a really big factor as well. So, these are some aspects that you want to be thinking about when you're looking for fueling and hydration plans and how to build that out for you. And as you go, what usually ends up happening for a lot of the athletes that come to work with me is that whether they're an elite athlete or they're an amateur athlete and they're just starting out or they've been in it for a bit, they're not necessarily at the pro or elite level, but they, they, you know, they know their stuff, they're, they're doing pretty well they can have a tendency sometimes to get a bit frustrated with the fourth discipline and it it can lead to them really struggling with this journey of figuring out how much to be consuming, how much of what type of fuel they should be consuming. And, uh, and then having races where you've been working with coaches or you've been working with people and then having these races where it just doesn't go well, whether you bonk or whether you, Uh, end up with not being able to hold that nutrition down or maybe you have a lot of gi distress on that race day Uh, it can really lead to some of these beliefs like i just can't figure out this fourth discipline i don't know if you've ever said that before or thought that before but i know for a lot of people and especially in the endurance world that can be a very very common belief to have and if you have it here's some things you definitely want to be aware of like maybe thinking like you must not know enough. So it must be, you need to go and find somebody else or something else that's going to be able to help you to do that. And it can also lead down to a lot of rabbit holes of collecting a lot of different types of supplements and products and routines and protocols and experts and coaches, right? And the frustration really then kind of, and really feeds into this, the frustration and the struggle really feeds into not just that belief, but then also into this thought pattern that I can't get the results that I want. I am not going to get first place, right? And also into maybe also this reality, maybe if you're at a different level, it's just not the performance that you want. Maybe you're not trying to get first place, but maybe you're you're just not achieving that 12 hour or that 13 hour Ironman, right? Or I just suck at nutrition and fueling properly. And that's the reality that comes from that belief that I just can't figure out this fourth discipline. So that's also what feeds this thought machine over and over and over again. So the reality of what you get is from the root of like, I just can't figure this thing out. You get the bonking, you get the cramping, you get all those other things. So here's the number one tip that I give my athletes as a foundation of where to start and whether you're an elite athlete or you're a amateur athlete, just starting out and anywhere in between, one of the, if we're going to be starting building from the foundation up, one of the things that we really need to make sure we get right is the amount of carbohydrates per hour. So calories, right? Making sure that you are fueling enough. We are going to talk about protein at another time. It's a very, very commonly missed piece that is essential for the GI tract, but we're not going to talk about that, that today. So stay tuned for that. Today, we're just talking about getting in enough carbohydrates for the hour. Okay. So what that means is if you are going to be training, if you're going to be racing in any races, six, uh, 60 to 90 minutes or longer, you need to be fueling for that training session. And especially for that race, for some of you per hour, we're just going to talk about carbohydrate intake For some of you, you're going to fluctuate between 40 to 60 grams per hour. And part of that has to sometimes do with your physiology. So it could be how tall you are. It could be uh, your weight may play a little bit of a role in that too, as well as it may play other things that may play a role too is, is your cycle. So if you are a female or if you are a person that menstruates and you have that menstruation cycle and you are training in and under that cycle. So you ha- you're not on birth control and you, you have a normal cycle, then that carbohydrate per hour may fluctuate between that, you know, average 40 to 60 could go up a little bit more, depending again on your height, weight, specific physiology. And then for some of you, you're going to need more than that. Um, you may, and I'm talking to male and, and female athletes here. So cross both genders. Um, one thing that you might find is that you need more. So 60 grams to 75 grams, and you really thrive in the, in between there or at the higher levels. So totally depends on you. What you need to do is figure out what generally will fit the best for you. and then maybe start, I have a lot of athletes start with 60 grams per hour of carbohydrate and then go up or down from there. If it feels like too much carbohydrate or not enough, like you don't have enough energy, you're starting to get more and more fatigued, maybe up that carbohydrate a little bit more per hour and see if that makes up the difference. Or if you're feeling like if you're continuing to climb up and it's not getting better, maybe go lower than 60 grams and see how you do. Now we can get into more specifics for our female athletes, but I'm uh because of timing, we're gonna save that for another one. But you can start at around 60 grams and then you can work up and down from there. So start there. Start with figuring out how much do you need per hour. Uh, Generally speaking, as I said, I would start with at around that 60 grams per hour and then go up and down from there and plug all of your stuff in and then start testing. Could be semi-solids, could be gels, could be whole foods, could be liquid hydration and a mix of all of the above. And then in a future episode, we'll talk into more, we'll get into more specifics around those those sources and the differences between them all and things we want to be thinking about there too. So if you found this episode helpful, Uh, Coming up, we're going to have more on fueling. We're going to have more on hydration and sports nutrition. So if you want to follow along and make sure you don't miss any episodes, subscribe here and also head to drkirsten.com slash finish strong. I have an awesome free guide on there where I talk about some of the basics of gut health and hydration and nutrition and fueling, as well as managing inflammation for the athlete and things we really need to be thinking about and taking care of. So it's kind of like a checklist of like, where are you at in your time frame of your training and your health and all of those bits and pieces? And where might you be able to put some focus this year? We also talk a bit about recovery in there too. So for some of you that are looking for that and energy systems as well. So head to drkirsten.com slash finish strong to get that free guide. And then also you'll get on the email list. So as soon as some of our, this series really launches, you'll be able to make sure you don't miss any episodes and you'll be able to get into the series. I have a guide that's going to be a follow along as you go so that you can really build these out. And then I'll also have an opportunity to, for you to win something, uh, pretty awesome at the end of all of that. So stay tuned. Thanks for being here and I will see you next time. Hey, did you know that up to 70% of athletes may be deficient in at least one micronutrient, if not potentially deficient in two or more? Micronutrient deficiencies like vitamin D, iron, calcium, vitamin E, B12, B9 are super common in athletes. And they can lead to things like fatigue, they can lead to injuries and fractures, getting sick a lot and missing practice, to unexplained pain and a lot more. On the flip side though, Athletes who corrected nutrient deficiencies saw improvements in VO2 max, vertical jump, grip strength, force, improved delayed onset muscle soreness, and a lot more. That's why I created the Strong to the Finish Line free guide for athletes like you to be able to train and compete symptom-free so that you can have the confidence and the power to perform at your best. Get this guide for free at drkirsten.com slash finishstrong.